Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from The Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. The first two guests offer insight on areas in which we could craft a reset for the new year. One is mental, another is physical, but both are related to our devotion to Christ and walking according to His principles. First, you will hear comments from Stephen Argerburn of New Life Ministries about the importance of making sure that our thought life is consistent with who we are as believers in Christ and taking necessary steps to bring our thoughts under submission to Him. Then, fitness expert Kim Dolan-Leto provides direction about how to allow our walk with God to govern our physical well-being regarding our diet and exercise as acts of worship to Him. And on this edition of The Intersection, it's actor Jen Godson from a film she and her husband made several years ago has grown a widespread awareness of how God speaks to areas of worth and beauty. Her viewpoint on embracing one's identity in Christ is ahead. Finally, Danny Huerta of Focus on the Family provides encouragement on how parents can help their preteens deal biblically with issues they may face. He also discusses a new curriculum that the ministry offers in order to direct parents. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Stephen Arterburn is founder and chairman of New Life Ministries and spoke with me recently about the book he has co-written entitled Every Believer's Thought Life, Defeating Destructive Mental Patterns to Gain Victory Over Temptation, with some comments relative to applying biblical truth to the thoughts in our minds here is Steve Arterburn. You know, um, Bible's pretty clear where all of this comes from. It comes from within. And to have, uh, let's say, the temptation to lust is different than the lust itself, where I'm obsessing over someone and I'm doing things in my mind with them. But this book is about how to be sure this doesn't become sinful. Um, if I, you could say this, you know, sin is missing the mark. And if my thought life has captured me rather than me taking every thought captive, then you could say that is sin. But it's a bigger issue than sin. It's, a, it's the issue of how am I going to live? Maybe I'm not sinning in my thought life, but boy, is it clouded with things that if I could think differently, or if I did think differently, my life would be so much better. I'll give you an example. Let's just say uh, I am angry at my father still because he wasn't there for me as a young man. So here's how I turn that into something really positive. Rather than I hate my dad or why wasn't he there? I turn that into what God wants from me, which is to pray without ceasing. I make it a dialogue. So I think about my dad. God, as you know, I am still angry over dad. Please, Lord, I pray for him now. Heal him. Help me accept him. Uh, help me move beyond resenting him and loving you. Okay, so now I'm praying to God mm -hmm. versus resenting and, and being angry, which isn't going uh, to help me. But here's the other thing. Maybe in addition to that in-the-moment strategy, I need to do some grief work. I need to go back 
and I need to grieve the fact that my dad wasn't there for me, that it still hurts me, that he abandoned me. Because grief is a gift from God that detaches us from those deep hurts. So if I'm grieving and experiencing that pain versus avoiding it or just not looking at it, if I go and experience that today, well, now I don't have to experience that deeply every day of my life. I start to resolve it. I get over it. I get beyond it. And that's the gift of this book is that it, it isn't just a strategy to change my thought right now. It provides deeper, richer help mm. so that if there is a major issue that needs to be resolved, it helps you do that too. There obviously are spiritual tools that we have available to us, but as I understand it, you point out the cheer willpower is not going to do the job. Yeah, you know, willpower is a good thing. It's just not enough for us to experience a true transformation of our lives. And so, uh, you know, Jeremiah, a couple thousand years ago, more than a couple, uh, talked about something then that is still prevalent today. He said, from prophets to priests, they are all frauds. They treat the deep mortal wounds of my people with superficial treatments, and they don't even blush over doing it. And I think that's one of the, the big problems in the Christian world, is that many times we're putting a Band-Aid on something, or we're trying to go for the quick fix, or uh, you listen to somebody who starts a statement, all you have to do is, you know, there is no all you have to do. Uh, <laughs> life is complicated and difficult. And so sometimes, um, you know, just like a, a gardener, if you're a gardener, um, you don't just love plants, you have to hate weeds. And if you don't pull those weeds up by the roots, uh, then they're just going to keep coming back. So sometimes, we need to go back, and we need to look at some things that are deeply troubling us, and we need to pull them up, pull them out by the roots. And maybe that's with a pastor, a coach, maybe it's a, a therapist, a psychologist. But there are folks that say, oh, don't, don't deal with that, you know, just move on, or sin is sin, just confess it and move on. But sometimes it's a little more difficult than that. Steve Arterburn here on The Intersection. The ministry's website is newlife.com. Next up on this edition of The Intersection podcast, it's Kim Dolan-Leto. She is an ESPN fitness champion and a Bible-based fitness expert. She has written a book entitled Fit God's Way, Your Bible-Based Guide to Food, Fitness, and Wholeness. Here now from a recent Meeting House conversation is Kim Dolan-Leto. Well, the world's way is a $72 billion a year business, and so they don't want you to reach your goal because if you did, they you wouldn't need to buy or, you know, be under that pressure to get all the products and potions they have out there, the snake oil. So I believe that the world has made this whole idea of fitness and what you look like about perfection. But God is like, no, I believe God wants us to take care of ourselves and to see ourselves through his eyes, place our worth in him, place our value in him, go to him for our emotions, not food, go to him to be our source of strength. 
And all of us have something that God gave us. You know, I have met 65-year-old women who are like, I always love dancing, Kim. Can I still do that? Will I look funny going back to doing that? And I'm like, no. If that's the passion God gave you and that's how you're going to choose to move your body every day, do it for the glory of God. Enjoy the movement you choose. Some people say, oh, my gosh, you know, I just love walking my dog every morning and listening to Christian podcasts or my Bible. Is that enough? Yes, get out and move your body. Jesus walked everywhere. It's shocking when I really dug into this how much Jesus actually hiked. There's something called the Jesus Trail, and it is no wimpy trail. I mean, it's a crazy, hard, arduous journey. And I look at all of this, and I think God wants us, he just wants us to move our body. Just remove the perfection from it and look at it through the eyes of grace. It's, all, it's a grace-filled journey. You're not supposed to hate yourself for eating bad and love yourself for eating good. We're supposed to be so thankful for the food God gives us and eat it with a peace in our heart, not a stress. And to move our bodies in a way that brings us joy because that gives us energy. It helps us sleep better. It's truly a lifestyle. And I want to tell you that I created a free download at www.fitgodsway.com to help people jump in right now and start putting this into practice and learning things they can do today to undo all of that dieting worldly mentality that makes people just feel like failures and less than. Mm. And something that I understand that you touch on in this book, Fit God's Way, is really the contrast between work and worship. Again, kind of playing into what you were sharing earlier about the attitude that we should have toward really taking care of the bodies that God has given to us. And you, I think you touched on it just a few moments ago, but I wanted you to maybe dig a bit deeper when we talk about really developing that attitude of worship when we are, say, working out or with respect to the foods we eat and the choices we make with respect to fitness? How does that worship mentality really play in? I believe it takes the work out of all of this because when we come before God and we just say, you know, I, I can't do this alone, and we worship him, we tell him, you know, I want to wake up. I want to get in the word with you. I want to walk with you. You know, I have this thing called the seven W's and it's all about this worshiping God, working out, eating whole God made foods, drinking water, getting in the word, putting our worth and our value in Jesus and getting our, our worth from him, as well as what I call awake sleep cycle, because so many of us don't sleep enough and sleep is so crucial to our health. But when we think about it like this, if you were to look in the mirror and just look at yourself and say, God lives in me, you would have a very different attitude about how you take care of yourself. And doing all of this is an act of worship. Taking care of yourself to steward your body well is worshiping God. You're, you're, you're asking him for help. You're telling him, you know, I love you, Father. Help me. Come, before, You know, I praise you for helping me to work out, for helping me to eat right and he wants to do this journey with us and it's just impossible without him we can't white knuckle these worldly diets anymore they just aren't working and you know just worshiping god by stewarding your body well it is truly going to change your life kim dolan leto here on the intersection you can find her online at kim dolan leto l-e-t-o dot com this is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House, and you can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. 
Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House program. There are links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. And you can find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel where you can watch video clips of Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms. Search for Faith Radio Podcast when you visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast platforms. Well, next on this edition of The Intersection, it's actor and producer Jen Godson. She co-produced the movie The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land with husband Jim E. Chandler. In our recent conversation, she discussed the way the movie highlights concepts of worth and beauty from a Christian perspective and shared about other items related to or inspired by the film, including the book Beauty and Likes, Experiencing God's Truth About Your Looks by Morgan Threadgill and Lynette Sim, and the documentary film What is True Beauty? Here now from that conversation is Jen Gotson. For the age of 12 years old, up until age 24, teens are entering into a place where social media is the main form of communication. And, um, and so what we want to do is to create a real foundation where teens who are just going through the day-to-day life dealing with, you know, all the stuff that school throws at you from trying to fit in to trying to get good grades to maybe you're dealing with a health challenge to um, maybe you're getting bullied to all the things. And then when you add social media, we wanted to give biblical foundation. So what we've done, Bob, was we've taken that bracelet that I talked about in the movie that my character lost, um, it's all based on research that we've done. And each inscription on these bracelets takes you through a biblical pathway. One takes you through your physical appearance. One takes you through healing and becoming an overcomer. One takes you through the gifts that God has given us and to be a joyful giver. And then one takes us into our purpose, to be obedient to the calling. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we want to be liked. We want to be loved. Mm. And so the final charm in the bracelet is about opening our heart to experience Jesus's love. And not just saying it, but how do we get our love from Jesus versus when we post a photo with a filter because we were trying to obtain hearts and likes and comments. And if we could get our love from Jesus and realize when we do that, God's going to feel that void versus man or the people on the other side who's liking our image, which releases dopamine in the mind that causes the body to feel good. And then when we don't get likes, our hearts Mm -hmm. are all the different things. It goes the opposite way. And we feel depressed. We feel worthless. We feel less than. And that's when darkness enters in. So our book, Beauty and Likes, creates a real strong foundation covering those five principles 
to strengthen our teens. And it's written in such a cool, hip way that they're going to love it and relate to it because it's awesome. <laughs> well, and and Jen, on top of just the challenges that that women have faced throughout the years that young girls, teenagers, young adults have faced with respect to this whole area of image and beauty and equating beauty with worth and some of these mistaken ideas. On top of that, and I think this is implied by what you were just saying and by the title Beauty and Likes, the whole thing of social media has really taken this to a whole new level, hasn't it? Oh, it's terrible. We've seen uh, statistically, and we go through those stats in our new documentary, What is Tree Beauty?, where we take these principles and we actually put them up into exercise on your feet ways to help women transform their mind in our documentary. The stats are showing that anxiety, suicide, depression, eating disorders have gone off the roof because our identity and our value is now based so much when you post a photo and then you go back and you look like, did I get any interaction? Is there any engagement? Do I have any likes on it? And then when that doesn't happen, that sense of like, oh my gosh, nobody likes me. Oh gosh, somebody made a negative comment and it makes you feel so bad inside. We've never had this ever in our life up until uh, social media released, which was, you know, a decade or so ago. And it's just like our teens, oh my goodness, what they're going for through as they're trying to figure out who they are inside. Gosh, I went through it. Oh my goodness. Jen Godson here on The Intersection. You can learn more at thefarmerandthebell.net. Well, this is the Intersection Podcast with the Vice President of Parenting and Youth for Focus on the Family, Danny Huerta. In a recent conversation, he provided direction and encouragement for parents of preteens and teens and introduced a resource called Launch into the Teen Years from Focus on the Family. Here now from that conversation is Danny Huerta. Some of the kids that I've, I've worked with in my practice and families and my own kids have said this gender stuff has become kind of the cool topic. And so when kids are wanting to have a sense of belonging within their, their peer group, and, and it tends to be treated as kind of a cool thing within certain circles, it, it creates confusion for kids because they do want to feel accepted, they want to feel normal, and this has become more of a norm within our society. And then uh, on top of that, you have, you have some, some messages of, uh, anything goes of uh, just wanting hmm. to be happy. The happiness message is very prevalent underneath the surface of all the gender stuff and all that, that people just need to be comfortable and happy. And uh, we know that that's elusive, like going to the desert and looking for water. You think you're getting there, but you don't. It's found differently. The happiness, a sense of satisfaction, contentment. We know through scripture, we have a lot of uh, truths on how we find that and discover that as children of Christ. And that's actually how we begin launching the teen years. We begin with the message of identity. What does that even mean to have identity and to have an identity as a child of Christ? And so as a parent, you get to set that up. And this resource is for you to consume with your, with your preteen to, to go through it and to, uh, discuss, uh, each session, and there's six sessions, 
that first one on identity is key to set up mm. the rest of the conversation along the way. We begin with identity, we move to friendships, and we have coaching videos for, for, for each session for parents to, to help uh, parents just think through, what am I going to lead here? What, how am I going to lead the discussion? What's the purpose of this session? So the second one's friendship. Then we go to influences in our lives, number three. And that's the, you know, the media, entertainment. You have conversations around that. And then, then we go to the male-female body and then what's happening in their own body. And then from there, we set the vision for the beauty and sacredness of sexuality and the purpose that God has created there in the, in the drive towards sexual wholeness, where we're, we're uh, finding God's design and why he designed it that way to create a union and attachment, a love, and it's something to take care of to give away in a marriage relationship, in a covenant, covenant relationship where there's trust and it, it deepens the attachment between a, a man and a woman. And so you get to... You get to experience that alongside of your, your, your preteen. And many parents actually went away for a weekend or multiple weekends to go through that and made it a very special time. And some ended it with a ceremony at the end to uh, kind of that rite of passage type of ceremony into the teen years. And uh, that's something I did with my own son. Uh, we invited a, a group of men at the end of, of having that conversation. With him and continuing the conversation and setting that up. And I said, I want these men to speak truth into your life and for you to know that they're also available if you ever need to talk to somebody outside of the home, outside of a conversation with me. They care about you. And so we had a, a moment of, of, of those guys reading letters to my son, Alex, and, and setting vision for his teen years and, and giving him a, a charge of responsibility that he, he needed to really build a history he wants to remember and also giving a charge that he's a contributor in God's kingdom, a very important contributor that God has chosen and not just a consumer. And culture's constantly trying to, trying to create us into consumers, especially in the area of sexuality, because they know how much it drives the, the, the person towards a behavior. And so if we're consumers, we're going to be driven here and there by emotions. If we're contributors, we have vision and we see it as a gift and we, we, we see it as loving because we're giving something to somebody else. Danny Huerta here on The Intersection. You can find out more through the website FocusOnParenting.com. This is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through MeetingHouseOnline.info. Through that webpage, you will find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House program. There are also links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple podcast feed. And there's a link to video content to the Faith Radio YouTube channel where you can watch video of Meeting House guests. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.